0: Rachel Zoe here and we're going back to the Rachel Zoe project for a very special takeover on my podcast Climbing in Heels. Come with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind the scenes details and drama. I'll be joined by some special guests that'll be helping me share the real stories behind the most iconic moments in the show. So do not miss this special takeover of Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Jim Fix. Some of you may know who he is, who he was, some of you may not. And that's FI X James. F-Fix, but known as Jim Fix. And he came up in a social media post recently, and I said, time to do a show. Time to do a quick fit tip about him. And there's so much involved in this quick fit tip. Exercise, death, joking, science, control, genetics, heart attacks, causality, so much. I'm going to do it in under 10 minutes, I promise. Jim Fix, who was he? He wrote a book, and I'm holding a copy of it as we speak. Pulled it out of my bookshelf, filled with so many exercise, nutrition. Just, I love my books. I buy books, by the way. I want hard copies of everything. The Complete Book of Running, 1977. This book is weathered. Took it from my dad. (laughs) It's like, I'm pretty sure he probably got it in 1977. It is weathered, single-handedly credited with starting the, as they say in Anchorman, the jogging craze, and that's a soft J for those Anchorman people, but wrote a book that got people running. Here's the problem. Here's the issue. Here's what they call ironic. He died while running at 52 in Vermont. And comedians joke about this. Articles are written, and again, the term ironic is often used, which I find so highly offensive. So highly offensive and such a double standard. And I'll tell you why shortly. But yes, this came up recently. Friends' social media post. This person had been sent something about Jim Fix and the ironic death from her doctor. And she is a runner, a triathlete. And I don't want to get into the specifics of why the doctor sent it to her, but it was not a positive. And that's a problem. That's a problem. So Jim Fix wrote the complete book of running. I do a race every year, the Jim Fix five-miler. been doing it for, actually, I think that was the first race I ever did at age 10, 12, with my dad. And Jim Fix, amazing, amazing. But yes, he died while 52, died at 52 while jogging in Vermont. Here's the thing. Let me read first, opening up the book, and I'm gonna read from the inside cover, looking at a picture of him running. And it says, when he started running several years ago, Jim Fix weighed nearly 220 pounds and breathed hard just thinking about exercise. Today, at 159 pounds, so that's down, let's do the math, 61, he has been declared medically fitter than most college athletes, has competed in and finished six Boston marathons, has won the Connecticut 10,000-meter championship in his age category, category, and has run the equivalent of once around the equator. Okay? But he died while running, and people think that's ironic. Friends described him as being in great condition at the time, said he hadn't complained about symptoms while running about 10 miles a day, which is a lot. (laughs) And he, according to the reports, even played tennis against his sister the day before and beat her on Cape Cod. But the reports after his death said what? He had major heart issues, right? And What most people don't know is the family history, which is so important. Jim Fix's father had his first heart attack at the age of 35 and died from his next one at age 43. When it comes to risk factors, that is beyond enormous. Family history of heart disease, family history of death, you know, under the age of 55, huge red flag, and Jim Fix's father died at 43. Jim Fix was also a heavy smoker, two packs a day for, I think it was 17 years prior to his death. 17 years. Two packs of cigarettes a day, but stopped. But people joke. He died at 52 while running. So what does that say? What are they saying there? There's no benefit right? There's no benefit. Why bother? Why bother running? And let me get it. <laughs> Here's a quote from that New York Times article, July 1984. Don't need to give the name. It's a doctor, cardiologist in New York City. His quote is about Jim Fix. Does running benefit you? Nobody really has a clear answer. Dr. Blah, blah, blah said. Now, I'm going to give him A little leeway because this was 1984. A long time ago. How much research have I given you in prior podcasts about the benefits of running, the incredible benefits of exercise, obviously connected. Running is not bad for your knees. More is actually better. Dose dependent. So give him the benefit of the doubt. But that was the prevailing wisdom for a really long time and many people still believe that. Okay? So... When people joke, when people talk about Jim Fix, what what are you bothering running for? Jim Fix died at 52. Well, guess what? Vermont's chief medical examiner, what did she say about Jim Fix? And I quote, his heart was so strong from years of exercise that it was able to pump blood through the diminished arteries far longer than would otherwise have occurred. Okay? What many and most who know the true facts about Jim Fix and running and exercise, believe is it extended his life incredibly. Now, Jim Fix, I would argue, when you do look at the facts, made a couple mistakes, including not, according to reports, getting a regular checkup. Now, this is years ago. Testing is not perfect. But the question is, would they have picked up on something because he had some major heart issues? Would they have picked it up? with a stress test, which which they said he didn't do, which I find shocking, had not had a stress test, had not done what he should have done with this family history, this incredibly negative family history of heart disease and sudden cardiac arrest. So to say that running (laughs) is worthless, is not worthwhile, and to joke about it with Jim Fix, I find offensive. How much better was his life for those 17 years? So in other words, what was the quality of his life? And I'm going to go there. I'm 52 as of today. There's a good chance I'm going to get to this. (laughs) Well, I shouldn't say that. It's a little negative. A little morose. A little morbid. What is the quality of life when you exercise? Is it the years you live or the quality of your years? So what were those 17 years like for Jim Fix? I would argue really good. Lost over 60 pounds. Stopped smoking. Was running. Probably felt really good. A lot better than most people who aren't doing those things. So you can live to be 52 and have an amazingly happy, healthy life. Longer than you might not have. Or you? Yeah. Or you can live to be 80, 90. And the quality of those years, beyond substandard. So this joking, this ironic connection to Jim Fix dying at 52 while running. Let me go here. Do you know what? Let me pull this up. Top five most common places to have a cardiac arrest are? What is one of the most? I'm going to give you all. I'm just going to give you one that's a Golf! Golf! Do we hear people joking, calling it ironic that someone died while golfing? Do we hear someone say in news reports, articles, it's ironic that someone died while sitting on the couch? Do we hear someone joke about, calling it ironic, that someone died while eating fast food? No, because the ridiculous correlations But why is it okay to do it with exercise? And that is so dangerous. Because again, at the least it's a bad joke. And at the most, it is keeping people from believing that a specific form of exercise, running, or exercise in and of itself is helpful. That you have control, which is where I'm getting to. I find it offensive. It's the third time I've said it. Find it offensive. Okay? So let's go to control. You talk about genetics. His son, Jim Fix's son, 242 marathoner. Insane. Grandfather, father died young. He's got to go to the doctor. He's got to do so many things that we all need to do that, yes, back in the 80s, we weren't as good at it, but still got to take these things that we can control and control them. But what about your genes? Well, I'm going to give you two quick quotes. One is from a genetic epidemiologist with the NHLBI, Cashel Jackwish, who says, having bad genes, what is the quote? Doesn't necessarily mean you are fated to have heart disease. Other factors like not smoking, diet and exercise can have a very large effect. Family history does increase your risk slightly, but not as much as not doing these other things. Things you can control. One more quote, cardiovascular genetics researcher at the Mayo Clinic. Uh, I'm going to, why are these names? Uh, Ift, Iftikhar Kolo, Iftikhar Kolo uh, cardiovascular genetics researcher, agrees. If you're dealt a bad hand by your family, it doesn't mean you are determined to have heart disease. He says you can reduce that risk. The first layer is lifestyle. The next layer is drug therapy. Risk is a scale that you dial up or down. So finishing up, and by the way, I'm over 10 minutes. I apologize. <laughs> I get worked up. I get worked up. This, I, I say it one final time. I'm offended. How many people did Jim Fix help? Inspired me. Inspired my dad. Inspired tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, who knows what the number is, to get out and do healthy things. So to joke about someone's death, period, is offensive. There's the fifth time. But seemingly it's okay when we're making fun of exercise. How is that okay? Because fewer people do it. I'm literally at a loss for words now. It's not okay. And it's not scientifically correct and it's harmful psychologically physiologically It is not helping people with their best lives i'm going to give that doctor in 1984 a break again who said does running benefit you nobody has a really clear answer well we do now we do now we're talking quality of life extending life controlling what you can Again, in this Fit Tip is everything this show's about. Science, genetics, control, and a worldview and a way of looking at exercise. So thank you, Jim Fix, for all you did. That's what should just be said. Thank you. Stop using the term ironic. Is it ironic when people die from unhealthy things? Thank you for listening. I am Tom Holland. Please subscribe to the show, rate the show, comment. And if you want to reach out, questions, comments, Tom H. Fit, Instagram and Twitter, Tom H. Fit. Go to fitnessdisrupted.com. Email me through the site. Newest book is The Micro Workout Plan. Thank you to those who have purchased. And if you have and have not left an Amazon review, I, I just would thank you immensely for doing so. It's huge to authors. And finally, my newest venture is taking all my content from decades in the industry, putting it in one place to help you have your best life. That is TomHollandFitness.com, my virtual gym that is slowly, uh, slow, soft launch, is what I'm trying to say. We're almost there. We're getting, We're getting up all this content, and there will be content for many years to come, new and existing as well. All right? Control what you can. How do I end every show? There's three things we control, how much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our attitudes. It's not about your genes. It's about doing the right thing consistently and believing in yourself. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Thank you for listening. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, slash compatibility.